here we are in Ephesians. We are going to close things up. We're going to wrap it up. If you look, this is part 22. So if, if you do the little quick count, you know, 26 would have been half a year. And seeing we you know, took a little break for Christmas, we've been at the book of Ephesians now for a half year. And you know, before we jump into the last couple verses, I, I, I want to give you an encouragement that we heard a lot of good messages, and it's easy to just say, that was a nice message, and move on. Flip back through Ephesians. You don't have to read the whole thing again, all six chapters. Find something in there that kind of just kind of clicked with you. You know, write it down, put it on your refrigerator, memorize that if you've got a good memory. Have something that, that sticks with you. And, and that's really important. I, I know for me, it, it went back to part one. The very first thing that Paul was saying, and this was in um, Ephesians 1, 3, you know, praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realm with every spiritual blessing in Christ. Every spiritual blessing, not one day in the future, that's now. And I'm not sure how you feel right now. You know, there's ups and downs in life. And sometimes it feels like we're blessed. Sometimes it doesn't. But this promise is that we have every spiritual blessing available. And that's something I need to hold on to. And that becomes a seed for, um, for my prayers. It's a seed for everything. That's why it's so important to just not re remember. We talked about this. But actually to have those words kind of sunk down deep. Uh, Find your own verse. That's the one for me. Um, coming in Ephesians 6, 18 to 24. If you were here last week, John preached the last couple of the verses. So where I picked up, it's like, I've heard that before. That was last Sunday. And then I'm going to take it through the end. Uh, verse 18. And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Uh, pray also for me, this is Paul talking, that whenever I open my mouth, words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel for which I am an ambassador in chains. Pray that I may declare it fearlessly as I should. Those were words we heard last Sunday. So let me finish off the last couple verses. Tychicus, the dear brother and faithful servant in the Lord, will tell you everything so that you may also know how I am and what I'm doing. I am sending him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are and that he may encourage you. Peace to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace to all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with an undying love. And, and let me just say, you know, Paul is sending Tychicus to them. And you say, why? You know, 
Paul was a prisoner in Rome. And so he's sending Tychicus to relay that message to them, to the church there. You know, moving on to all these alls in verse 18. And I want to make sure that we hear this right. You know, when you hear, pray on all occasions, all kinds of prayers and requests, always keep on praying, all the saints, this is not to weigh us down. These are words of life. These are not words of burden. I want to make sure you hear that. I, I remember growing up, I grew up in a Christian household. I had a little bookmark, and it said something like, pray without cease, ceasing. No, not ceasing, sorry. <laughs> and it's like, what a great verse. And then I started thinking about it more, and it's like, I'm not praying all the time. I stop. I give up. Words of life weigh me down. And that's not what was ever intended. So I want to talk about how it is intended. If it's not to weigh us down, um, how can we do that? And on the next slide. The key piece is pray in the Spirit. You know, this isn't about you. Did I pray enough? Did I pray enough for all the people? What about the people on the other side of the world? What about Ukraine? You know, this can become a burden, but the key is to pray in the Spirit. And if you flip back through you know, Ephesians, you know, in chapter 2, it says, we have access to the Father by one Spirit, and that the church is the dwelling which God lives by the Spirit. And so when I did the introduction at the, at the start, and I said, you know, welcome to the house of God. And the reason why this is the house of the Lord is the Spirit lives in us. And when we gather together, wherever we are, there is the Spirit. You know, so we can't make this happen, but when we gather together in prayer in the Spirit, all those alls are possible because it's actually God flowing through. If you were here last week, um, you know, John took us through this passage on, it was really about the armor of God and, and you know, spiritual warfare, you know, all this nature of, you know, Paul was saying, finally, and you know, it was finally, it wasn't the end of the sermon series, right? We got one more. And, you know, setting it up, it's like, you know, the devil has come to deceive and to destroy. And, you know, what, what's our role in this? You know, how, how do you counter that in the spirit? And it's with unity and it's with truth and with love. Um, I think, you know, unity, division, truth, deception. When I talked about, you know, what, you know, take a verse from Ephesians, kind of make it your own. The words of God are the words of truth. 
And when we gather together in unity, whether we're singing in unity, whether we're praying in unity, uh, whether we're having fellowship and food together, you know, in unity, you know, that's how we stand. That's how we stand in the power of the Lord. So that was in the spirit. Also in that same verse, 618, was this in all occasions. And that word all occasions also can refer to all seasons. And, you know, the Greek word is this kairos. And was it like last summer, you know, we came back and, you know, looked at words like chronos, which is this chronological order, in this kairos, which is not about, you know, you know, time ordered, but it's like, what season are we in? So I've got the image, it's like, of the trees. Well, we know what season we're in, right? It's springtime. That's not what we're talking about here. It's, you know, it's like, pray in every season, in the highs and the lows. And in each season, the, your, the prayers may look differently. And that's true as we go through, you know, seasons as an individual. This goes through seasons as a church or as a country or as the world. And you can feel that the season is different now. You know, the last couple years, there's been a lot of disruption. We feel the war in Ukraine. You know, these, these are signs of this is the season we're in. And that means, you know, we can react accordingly to what season it is. And it takes, sometimes it's obvious, right? We see the war, we see the persecution. It's like, I got the season. Other times it takes a little bit more discernment. And that's something that comes, you know, out of the body here. Um, so whether it's good, the bad, ugly, whatever season you find yourself in, pray appropriately. You know, prayer is not supposed to be this like flat line of, I always have the same words I say, and there's nothing with the same words, but wherever you're at, you know, the cry of your heart, the celebrations, embrace that. You know, that is part of this season. Um, you can say that this is also a season, you know, this is all part of the end times, you know, ever since Jesus left until he comes back again. This, we've been in this season now for 2,000 years where we're waiting for him. You know, that's another season as well. And each time we pray as matches the season. Um, I want to talk about an example, and this is, you know, I'm jumping now from Ephesians, um, you know, to the Gospels, and you, you can see this in Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And I, I want to pick this example because it's almost Easter. You know, we talk about the Good Friday service and Palm Sunday, and, you know, Easter's, you know, right around the corner. And this example was when Jesus was praying on the Mount of Olives at Gethsemane uh, was right before he got arrested. It was a very particular season, you know, for Jesus. 
And you know, we can read everything from Luke 22. Let me just read a, a couple of the verses and then we'll talk about it. Um, this is Luke 22, starting at verse uh, 39. You know, Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, Pray that you will not fall into temptation. Um, Jesus withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down and prayed, Father, if you're willing, take this cup from me, yet not my will, but yours be done. This, you know, you know Jesus has been praying throughout. It's like, hey, as, as was usual, you know, this was a place where Jesus prayed. But this time was different. And Jesus knew what season this was. And he was praying accordingly to the season. You know, this, these words of, uh, Father, you know, I don't want to go through this. But not my will. But he also gave this you know, word to his disciples. Pray for each other that you might not fall into temptation. You know, Jesus knew what was going to be happening to the disciples. Probably remember with Peter, you know, denying Christ three times. But for all of them, you know, this, you know, their Lord, their teacher was taken away and arrested, and beaten and crucified. They were all going through a very hard time. And Jesus was trying to prepare them. It's like, pray for each other. You know, keep watch, keep alert. And what happened? I didn't read this part. They fell asleep. Now, I mean, they were, they were full of sorrow. They were exhausted. And reading through the, the other verses on this, this was about at the one-hour mark that Jesus came back to him. And it's like, what are you doing sleeping? I asked you to keep watch. And it's like, wow, an hour of prayer. I'm not sure I could, <laughs> I'm not sure I could pray for an hour. I'm not sure I can watch TV for an hour in the evening without falling asleep. So, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to knock the disciples here. Because when Jesus came to them, it was, what are you doing sleeping? You know, pray. Pray for each other that you might not fall into temptation. It was prayer specifically for, you know, here's what they needed right now. Because he knew what was going to happen. Um, and in my mind, this goes back to this. Pray in all seasons, on all occasions, and the prayers may look a little different. Um, and what you need today, what we mean, what we need today, may be very different. May be very different than the things we've prayed before, and that's okay. You know, there, there is a balance involved here. And this is, this is how I'm starting to view prayer. And some of this came out from, you know, things that we had at, at small group discussion at the Meeks house. Um, there's, there is a piece of prayer that is 
It is about submission. It is about service. You know, if you've been, you know, sticking with us through this whole sermon series, you know, Paul talked a lot about submission, right? You know, know, in the marriage relationship between parents and kids, in the work environment, how do you submit? How do we submit to each other as a church? And when we pray for each other, this is service. This is submission. That it's, and that's like one side of this. You know, when Paul says, pray also for me, that I may do the things that God has called me to do. It's like, Paul, you're doing what God called you to do. But it was this offer to, you know, pray for me that I, I will be faithful to what God has called me to while he is a prisoner in Rome, that he would do that fearlessly. Um, We can pray for each other that I can say, I know what you're doing and you're out feeding the homeless. I'm going to pray for you that you will keep doing, you know, what God has put on your heart to do. I mean, that is strengthening. This is service to each other, but it's almost like this confirmation I mean, we're doing what God has asked us to do, but we're not doing it by ourselves. It was never intended to be on your own strength, on your own willpower. If God asks you to do it, there's this network of the church to actually enable it to happen. Um, And with Tychicus, you see it. You know, Paul couldn't go to the churches. And so he sent you know, someone to be there in person to say, here's how Paul is doing. Here's what's going on. And so we see this role of service that Tychicus is playing. And, you know, sometimes for us, we start something and, you know, we can't complete it. Hopefully it's not prison getting in the way, but, you know, we see that in our life, right? But as part of this service, as part of prayer, you know, we can hand off the baton to someone. And you know, all of this ties together. But there's this other side to prayer too. So I've linked in all the things about this serving and submission and you know, unity and truth. And these are themes in it. There's also this aspect of power and authority are part of prayer. And again, you know, all this comes from God, right? It's not like, you know, you need to be powerful in prayer. This goes back to in the spirit. You know, in chapter 2 and verse 17, Paul says that we are strengthened with power through his spirit. Where does the power come? Where does authority come? You know, through God. If it was up to us, there isn't a whole lot of power. There isn't a whole lot of authority. It's just empty words that are, I, I hope I wish you well, right? You know, have a good day. I, I hope you're feeling better. But in the kingdom... Through God, there's power and authority, and there's no better place of exerting that than in prayer. Um, 
going through that, the section that um, John went through last Sunday about, you know, put on the full armor of God. You know, it started off this, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. You know, this isn't about you. You know, there is this call to stand firm, keep watch. But all these things are, you know, in the power of God. So when, when you're in this place of, I feel weak. I struggle. It feels like the opposite of the things you know, that I'm talking about this morning. It's not about your power. It's not about any of these things. It's his mighty power, his spirit that strengthens us. Um, if you rely on yourself, you're going to be disappointed. Similarly, if you rely on me, <laughs> it's just a matter of time before I'm going to disappoint you, right? This is the nature of people. Um, power and authority, submission and service, have them all come together. And so on that note, what do we do with all this? It's important that we pray in unity and in truth. And part of the unity is you know, when we gather together in small groups, you know, before the service starts. Um, after the service is over, right, we can pray anytime. Um, there's this unity, but it's also in truth. And, you know, a great way of prayer, and this ties back to the beginning, start with God's words. Start with his promises. You know, it's great to say, you know, God is love. And that's true. If we start with something from his word to kind of anchor it, then the words that can flow out of our mouths after that, it, it just kind of like falls off like meat on the bone. You know, not all of us uh, are eloquent. And, you know, sometimes when we get together and pray, it's like, I don't know what to say. Uh, I don't have many words to say. You know, I can, I can barely string a couple sentences together. And you don't have to do any of those things, right? It's not like uh, you don't talk well enough to pray. We start with God's words, and God's words are, uh, are true, and that's all that really matters. Um, it's about his words and not our words. Um, when I talked about this, you know, pray in all occasions, this, in all seasons, I guess the, the, the question is for you, church, you know, what season are we in? You know, as a body, where, where are we at the church? Because if we know the season we're in, that will guide how we pray. You know, what, what season are you in personally in your life? That, that should influence how not only you pray, but how we can pray for you. And it's not just... Um, has to be great, or it's so bad, 
I, I need so many prayers because everything's messed up. Anywhere in the spectrum, whatever the season is, is the right time for prayer. And we can use this as a way to serve each other. I want you to think about what season is it that we're in? Because if, if you have that discernment, I'd like to hear that. Because that will guide how we pray. I want you to be thinking, how can I serve people through prayer? And sometimes I can't pray for everyone. But if I'm praying for you, and you're praying for someone else, and we're reaching out to the city and to the world, it's all covered by that. We just have to do our own part um, in the power of the Lord, in his strength, in his spirit. Father, I just thank you for your words. Your words are truth. I ask that we may cling on to them, um, that you know, as we gather together in unity, we'd use your words of truth and we would in, embrace what you have called us to be as a body of believers, both here in this building, Lord, and with the other believers across the whole world. Um, to you be the glory. Amen.